As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. How do I sound now? Sound okay? Did you ask Pop that question? Let's do it. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Okay, here we go. I am David and Marcus's producer, Mike Smeltz. I'm here at the NBA All-Star Weekend in Salt Lake City. David and I were just at a great event. We're here at the Legends event, the National Basketball Retired Players Association. David had three interviews here today and that we're sharing for you on this All-Star Sunday. You'll hear each of those interviews in that sequence. Coming up here, DA with Spencer Haywood, Cedric Sabalos, and then Carl Malone. So I say this all the time, whenever I can, that all of this all stuff, all of it, the whole thing, is because of Spencer Haywood. <laughs> the whole shoot match. There's no, none of this happens without Spencer Haywood. Oh. And you're here, man. I can't tell you how much I love talking oh, to you, you, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. And, and I was complaining to some other people that <laughs> I get my seats for the All-Star game is in the higher bowl. <laughs> And I was like, I look at all of the entertainers, mm-hmm. rappers, and everybody on the floor. I'm yeah. like, but my whole East and West All-Star team is under the Spencer Hayward rule. Exactly. I'm sitting up in the bleachers. I, I never understand. Who, I always say, who's sitting in the front? Like, who gets those tickets? Like, <laughs> who like, gets I mean, them, you know? it's one thing. Like, it would be fine if it's like the big advertiser, fine. But you got to bring his whole family to <laughs> <laughs> I give him two tickets, all right, but why tickets, get six? You know? <laughs> but how do I break? I mean, I'm behind the rappers. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Which they're great guys, but. But still, yeah. yeah. In the halftime show, I won't be able to see it because I'm, I will be up there. Up there. Oh, and my, my one of my favorite young artists, Bernie Boy, is yeah. going to, to be performing that's at right. halftime. So that's I'm right. Like, hey. <laughs> Yeah, brother, get some, I, get some good Burner Boy seats. I was in Utah and didn't hang out with Burner Boy. Right, right, right. How about that, man? But look, the good. I want to talk about the good news, man. The good news. The great book that was written about you a couple of years ago mm-hmm. by my boys, Gary Washburn and Mark Spears, my yeah. dudes. Let me ask you, like, what do you want, what would you want people who don't know 
your story. Mm -hmm. Well, they are going to get a chance to see me growing up in the poorest county in the United States, Silver right. City, Mississippi. Right. And mind you both, there ain't no city and it ain't no silver, <laughs> just cotton fields. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so you get a chance to go through all of that. Yeah. And then I arrive at Persian High School with the great Will Robinson, who yeah. adopted me and raised me, happened to be the first black coach in NC2A Division One history. Right. We go through winning the championship there. And lo and behold, the 68 Olympics come around. And I'm like, man, they invited me down as a freshman in college <laughs> to just try out and be filling the roster. Yeah. And I ended up being the first player picked. I was like, oh. And they cut Pete Maravich. They cut uh, Calvin Murphy, Rick Mount, Dan Issel, uh, Tom Bowie. They cut a whole bunch of people. And I was like, wow. So yeah. you get a chance to go through all of that with Tommy and John because those are the guys who were like tutoring me along the yeah. way. Tommy yeah. Smith and John Carlos. Sure. And me and George Foreman, they would always say, if you want to find Spencer, and George, go to the commissary. <laughs> we were two 19-year-olds eating up everything. Let me ask you about so, Mexico City. Yeah. Because it's always told through the, and, and rightly so, by the way, through the eyes of, of Tommy Smith and John Carlos. Because yes. they yes. put it on the line. <laughs> right. <laughs> what was that like for you to witness all of that happening? It was incredible to witness it because of the fact that we all were just talking in the background that, I mean, doing the stand with the glove yeah. and all that, it was just a, a protest to say to the black America, because we were going against black America by going by, to the by Olympics. By participating, yes. By participating. Yes. So yes. it was just say, okay, we're down with you. And... And, you know, like some of us ball players, the ball players, me, Charlie Scott, and JoJo White, we were kidding around talking about, hey, that glove wouldn't fit us anyway. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. So, so when they did it, and then all of a sudden, they escorted them off the ground. Kicked them out of Mexico City. Kicked them out of Mexico City. <laughs> yeah. Said, and, and, and came to all of us athletes and put us in a room and said, well, look, if any of you think of doing anything like this, we are going to take your passport and you're stuck here. Wow. But I wasn't thinking about it because right. I was eating food from the commissary. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And Will Robinson came down and said, if you even think about it, I'm going to kill you. We've came too far yeah. for you to to make a protest. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So I was like, I, I had no intent, you know. Yeah. But it was it was a horrible time for all of us Olympians to be involved in that kind of behavior on behalf of uh, Avery Brundage, who was a former Nazi, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yes. Can you imagine? Howard Cosell, one of my, my journalistic idols, used to always say there was a time for Avery Brundage, the time of William of Orange. And yes. <laughs> it just tells you what kind of guy this was, <laughs> you know. Well, Howard Cosell did me a... <laughs> <laughs> a ditty. Yeah. Because Hank Iber and the whole Olympic team uh, and coaches was like, whatever you do, don't talk to the young guy, which was me. Yeah. So before the final game, Howard Cosell caught me. And I was like, oh, Howard, hey, how you doing? We was, so he said, uh, do you know that there's millions of people watching you? And if you fell, 
If you fail tomorrow, you won't be able to go back to Detroit. What do you think? I was like, Howard. <laughs> Howard. Right. I said, well, wait a minute. Let me ask you this. Are they watching a lot of people watching in Detroit? <laughs> Right. <laughs> what about Mississippi? All over the place. Right, right, just, right. You're the biggest star. And I was like, I am a star? <laughs> so you can see on film when the final game we're playing, yeah. and I'm thinking about it. I make a tip, and I we run down the floor, make a layup, and then we come back down the floor, and I'm throwing up. <laughs> In the Olympic Man. Games, I run straight into the locker room, throw up, come right back out, and kept playing. Yeah. Because you know international rules. Yeah, yeah. But Howard and 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 Hank Ivor was like, Howard, we're gonna kill your ass. Right. <laughs> you got to the kid. Right. right. I mean, I'm an old guy now, but to right. hear that, you know. But you, you came through. To, but yeah, you I know. Came, but yeah. you you know you performed I, on the I highest stage. And set the record for yeah. the most points in the history of the Olympics, the most rebounds, the most shot. Uh, block shots, as well as the highest field goal percentage that still stands today. And I'm yeah. second behind uh, Kevin Durant. Durant, yeah, yeah. Yeah, second behind Kevin Durant in terms of scoring. Yeah, yeah. Now. I know, yeah. I know. So so it covers that whole era. And yeah. then it, it shows me uh, in Seattle with me and Bill Russell, right. Lenny Wilkins, because at that time I had to go through to the Supreme Court in yeah. order to play in the NBA because the NBA said, no, we, we're not going to allow it, even though they wanted to perhaps lose that case. You think they did? Yeah, because, okay. you know, it was like I was told by my team of attorneys that we just got to keep fighting to keep fighting. They have to put up a big show for the NC2A. Right. And the ABA. Right. So... Just keep fighting and keep fighting. So it went all the way to the Supreme Court. And the Thurgood Marshall handed down my decision yeah. as the Sherman Antitrust Act saying, well, wait a minute. We accept, we want our young men to go to Vietnam to war at age 18. Right. But yet you can't go and make money for yourself. Even though my family was picking cotton in Silver City, Mississippi for $2 a day. My mother was crawling around on the ground like a animal just yeah. to pick some cotton. Yeah. Because her back had went out. Yeah. She had been picking f since she was four years old. Right. And then we go into the fashion world with Iman. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, sure. Shows my whole life there. And then when we get to L.A., they show the big fall. Yeah. Yeah. It all came to a head with... The advent of crack cocaine, cocaine, powder cocaine being cooked into this. And I went out in California and thought that, hey, I mean, I'm living a life here. Yeah. And my best year that I would have had in basketball was with the Lakers, Magic Johnson, yeah. Kareem, uh, Jamal Wilkes, Norm Nixon, Jim Jones, all of the great players. We were on this team. Yeah. And we just came back. Just a hard, hard hit. We just came back from our reunion. In Hawaii, in right? Hawaii. Yeah. So, you guess what they were beating me up about? <laughs> we oh, would have had, oh, we would have had ten in a row. Oh, we would have broke Boston's record. You oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, Spence. I said, boy, you guys are so hard. But you know what's funny? Because we were talking to Sid Sabalos about this earlier, yeah. and he said what he misses most of all is just that guys coming, your 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 teammates. Doesn't matter how great you are, yeah. they're gonna come right at you with the real. 
right. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that the whole that. trip, I was like, so we got six. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys got six. I got one. Right. Yeah, but. Yeah, but we could have had eight. We could have had eight, man. <laughs> what are you doing? You're screwing it up. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was beautiful. Let me ask you this. When did you know the significance of your of the, the Supreme Court decision? Mm -hmm. When did you realize how big that was going to be for other young black basketball players yes. coming up behind you? Well, I, I knew it when uh, I had a dinner. We were playing the Baltimore Bullets. Yeah. And Thurgood Marshall and Will Robinson got together and had let me had a dinner with them after the case. Okay. And he was saying, son, let me tell you, you're going to be hated for this and you're going to be ostracized for this, but this is the biggest thing that has happened in the sports. Yeah. And he was saying in football, because they used the same Spencer Haywood rule, yeah. the NFL. Yeah. But for basketball, you're going to liberate and have saved so many families because of this ruling. Yeah. And I was like, but this is not a filet mignon. This is a porterhouse. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I was so young. Yeah. 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 But, but, but that's, that was the truth. Yeah. And, uh, and and Gus Johnson, Wes Ansel, and those guys was like, man, you did a monumental thing. Somebody. And one one time I was on a flight and I happened to run into Muhammad Ali, and he he just talked for the whole period of the flight about the importance of what I've done. Yeah, yeah. And now I got to join the Nation of Islam. <laughs> he gave he gave you the soft sell of the hard sell. <laughs> the soft sell, and then he brought it on. Right, right, right. <laughs> Man, man. So how can I change my name? My mother in Mississippi. Right? She's a church lady. Right, you right. can't do that. Right, right. So what is this weekend, you know, tickets aside, what does this weekend mean for you oh, to see, just, see your peers and also yeah. the, the next generation of guys? I see the next generation of players. I see what's going on with all of this. And, and I'm just, shit, this is part, this is me. Yes. Yeah, this, yes. is, this is Spencer Haywood. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just happy and grateful to be alive, healthy, and well to see it all. I am enjoying it. I'm running up and around, down to the other hotel, right. back over here. Right. It's just the joy of it all. Yeah. And in a minute, I have to go over to the Hall of Fame ceremony. Right. Uh, all of those guys are under the Spencer Haywood rule. Yes. The whole class. <laughs> so it's just... I yeah. feel so blessed. Well, I'm I'm glad. Yeah. And I think Chris Paul's had a lot to do with this. That Chris that the, Paul, that man. the young guys say, know now. Well, let me say you about Chris Paul. When I was chairman of the board for the retired players, yeah, I went to Chris Paul and I talked to his dad and everybody. Like you know, hey guys, our guys are dying. At that time, Nate Archibald had had a wanted a heart transplant. Yeah, yeah. I said, man, can y'all help us with the insurance? So Chris said, I'm going to push it through. But you're going to have the same health insurance that we have. Yeah. And guess what? He pushed it through. They did. We have they the did. same health insurance right. that yeah. the current players have. Yeah. And, I, and that has been life-saving. Yeah. That has been really life-saving. So all of the retired players are just, they bubble over when they see Chris Paul, LeBron sure. James, all of that executive committee right. that passed that. But I think it's... 
I think a lot of it has to do with you. I think it's because well, that's what uh, you know what I mean because <laughs> you made that and Chris and guys understand that. Now. But Chris understands. Yeah, and he said, for what you've done for the game, I'm going to do this for you, yeah. but for all of the other players. Right. Well, Spence, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for your appreciate time, you. bro. Always good to You're talk man. to you, man. Cedric Sabalos, yes, man, sir. good to see you, Ced. Thank you so much for having me. Man, so what is this weekend like for you in terms of what, what they not just asked you to do, but just seeing some of the fellas? Yeah, that's it right there. You know, last night um, at the Legends uh, welcoming party, me and Isaiah just started chopping it up about um, Isaiah Thomas, yeah. big, big Isaiah Thomas, not yeah. little one, <laughs> uh, about – you know, you have fourteen to sixteen brothers that you just and 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 getting friends like I have friends now. You have friends now. He has friends, but friends that you can talk trash and make jokes about, and they don't get offended. Like my business partners, if I came in and talked about one of their suits, they'll get sensitive because oh man, a big celebrity said something about my suit. But yeah. With us, uh, you know, you get on the plane or the bus, or you come and walking through. Uh, and we talk about you and they're sharpening their tools and be like well exactly. what about your yeah. and, and nobody would have any hard feelings uh, right. uh, that's the biggest thing just you know you caring about uh, 14 to 16 uh, humans families yeah. Yeah. you know meeting their moms their fathers their sure. kids yeah. uh, you know attending some of the kids their other your teammates kids games yeah. uh, you know some of us were getting older our OGs and their parents were passing and going to their services and you know giving their condolences like that's what you miss yeah. the most uh, and this is what All Star Weekend does it brings everybody back um, to check on to see how they're you know you know they're doing how their family's doing you talk about moments you yeah. laugh um, tears come to mind when when some of us are are, are missing they're they're they've gone away. Um, you know, and just, uh, you know, I, I had a death scare. So coming back and talking to, and, and man, we were praying for you and you thanking everybody for those prayers. That's a face to face instead of a text yeah. is, is much bigger. Yeah. I, I have always been the notion of how a team in any given season, in any given sport really comes together to become a team. It's a yeah. very difficult thing yeah. to yeah. ask whether it's 15 guys in basketball or 25 guys in baseball or 53 yeah. guys in football yeah. to all kind of put their own thing aside yeah. for the betterment of the team. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's really hard. It's really hard. You know, actually Phoenix is about to go through it because yeah, right. <laughs> two of their great glue nucleus guys and Cam and Mikel are gone, yeah. but you bring in this extraordinary, unbelievable talent once in a lifetime, Kevin Durant, and uh, you got to try to put this thing together in 25 games uh, to try to make your yep. push. I mean, obviously his his contract is extended three more years, but yeah. you know the expectations, especially now with the, the the internet and social media, people are biting at the lips to see this has to work and it has to work now. If it doesn't work, oh, it was a big failure. No, he's, he's under contract for three right. years. You know, right. you know, if he wins one, great. Yeah. If if he doesn't, he give a great try. And you know, some people win, some people lose. I I always say, winning a championship is is basically luck. You know, it's basically luck because you know Michael Jordan could have twisted a. This exactly. or Michael Jordan, you know, team, right? Akeem Olajuwon could have did this or that, you know, all that. The healthiest team, and then uh, some, something could happen. 
between Doc Rivers and Kevin yeah. Ke- and Kevin Garnett that yeah. that the chemistry just breaks up all right. of a sudden, you know. Right. Um, you know, and sometimes we talked earlier about being so close. Sometimes being close is it, it can be detrimental. You know, that's a wonderful thing that Paul Westfall uh, um, rest in peace did with our son's team. He allowed us to get away. We never practiced on Sundays. Hmm. You know, we, we he allowed us to travel when we had to travel, but yeah. he, we never yeah. practiced on Sundays, whether we had a game or not, no shoot around. Uh, he allowed us to get away. He allowed Charles to come into practice and stretch and yeah. make some jokes, and then he'd go to the jacuzzi with the USA Today paper, and we wouldn't see Charles for the rest of the practice. <laughs> and, and that's what, you know, being a good teammate is about, yeah. like – this is an unbelievable talent. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to go back to Jordan rules, but you know, it was Barkley rules for us that yeah. he can get away with certain things. But then at the same time, when we were on the road, we knew how outrageous he was. And it was my job. It was Mark West's job. It was Nigel Knight's job. Okay. Which one of us is going to make sure Charles gets back right. to the, right. to the hotel room. Right. And, and right. that was our job. You I, know, I never seen a dude that enjoyed being famous more than Chuck. Oh, he loves it. And and because you know, I mean, it's hard. You don't know who this person is. This, yep. this stranger coming up to you, what their intentions are. Yep. But Chuck is like, yeah, come on in. No, okay. no, what, are you, what are you drinking? You want right, something? Right. You this, that, and the other. And he's so personable. Yeah. I, I, I can. I just got through talking about a story. Um, we're in Chicago. Obviously, he, he's having dinner with Michael and Jim Brown and Singletary and Ma Rashad and Walter yeah. Payton, and he stops the conversation to introduce. The little flunky sets of bottles. And I was just like, they're not worried about me. This is t- t- the elite to elite when right. it comes to sports. And, and and he does that all the time. Right. He stops everybody, let them know, everybody, hey, this is David. Hey, this is John. And that's that's just Amazing. so great. It's so great that he, he is that way. Sir, I, I wonder, like, I always, I'm always amazed how quickly people move on to the next whoever. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder, like, what is it like for you? You were, dude. You don't know how good this motherfucker was. <laughs> this motherfucker could go. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you know how good yeah, this guy yeah. was. Like, yeah. like he was. Yeah. Like, and it's you. I mean, you, Sean, Marion, this guy. Y'all all is mm-hmm. the the same. Like, this dude can do everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I just wonder, like, what do you? How do you kind of like make your peace with the fact that you know how good you were? Your teammates know how good you yeah. were, and. It's okay if people know, great. But if if young heads don't know, they yeah. don't know, and yeah. you're it's okay. You can live with it. Mm-hmm. Or you know, how do players deal with that? Well, well, two 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 aspects. Uh, one, I'm the second and last pick, David. So I, you know, Doesn't I'm, matter I'm, what I, you I, I know I know what you're about to say, <laughs> but I'm I'm squeaking in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. Cal State Fullerton, small school, junior college transfer, and uh, I didn't make my varsity team until my senior year. Yeah. I didn't play at all. Until the last five games, the star of the team broke his wrist. And then, boom, all of a sudden, you know, I'm working at Taco Bell. And the coach walks in and is like, hey, you know, you're kind of tall to be working here. I'm like, yeah, no. What do you want extra sour cream on that? What do you want to do? And he's, and he's like, come play ball for me, I say, you know. And, and, and it just goes from there. Yeah. Um, so that's why I, I'm, I'm content on where I am. Yeah. You know, I, I, I played with Charles, Magic, Shaquille. Kobe, Dirk, yeah. Steve, uh, you know, Jason Kidd. Oh, these are HOFs, man. Yeah, these yeah. Are, I mean, that's getting in like it's nothing. Yeah. So, And that's regardless of the other guys that I'm going to play with, too, on the Lonzo Mornings and the Hardaways and uh, Eddie Jones and Nick Van Exels. And, but um, 
So that's why I'm I'm content with where I am. To yeah. be honest with you, I I had a cool ride. Eleven years is pretty good. Yeah. You know, um, I, I don't because of those eleven years, I don't have to do anything financially for the rest of my life, which is a tremendous blessing. Um, but and, and then that other point is um, a guy by the name of Grant Hill. If, if I excuse my language, if I can bitch about anything, this guy would have been the best to put on a uniform if he did not get hurt. And he's the one that should be going, man, why, why they don't give me my, why they, even though he's in the hall, why they don't, why they don't, why they don't. I mean, he, I mean, he, he gave everybody problems. The best of the best. I always said Scotty was always the hardest person I've ever had to play against or, you know, and, you know, I'm averaging 20, 25 against Scotty, but yeah. it was just he was everywhere. He can guard a point guard. He can guard Patrick Ewing. Right. He could he could shoot it. He can jump. He Scotty was unbelievable. But I remember Grant's first game in Detroit against us and Lakers, and I'm like Eddie, get this dude because I can't do nothing with him. And I'm not a defender. I'm not a stopper. But the fact that he could do he could do just about what he wanted to do, and he was not. He didn't have a mean bone in his no. body, Dave. No. Just think if he had a little, uh, like yeah, you, if I you, know. I don't know. I have never seen a game. I would love to see a game where Grant was pissed off. I saw it. Well, you know what? And I, you know what I'm going to say. Pissed when, off. When he dunked on Zoe. That was well, like, well, oh, shit. That was one play. I'm talking about the entire <laughs> right, right, game right, right, where right. he just, <laughs> right. you know what? Uh, right. I'm, yeah. you know, you know, right. you know, like, like right. some vengeance. Like, yeah. oh, you don't think I'm good, Charles. Oh, you don't think I'm one of the best? Oh, I'm going to show you. Yeah. Mike, oh, you think I'm this? That? Oh, I'm going to show you. Kobe, you don't think I'm one of those games. Shaquille, you think I'm not the best center ever? I'm in one of those games where he's yeah. just mad from jump ball onto the buzzer and, uh, and and uh, that's that's the second reason why I can never complain about my career because yeah. Grant Hill yeah. would have been the most tremendous person we have ever seen on the basketball court. So, Sam, what, wh- who, or what do you like watching today in the, in today's game? It took me a while. That's funny. It's a great question. Uh, it took me a while to watch the game as a fan, as I did as a kid growing up watching George Gervin and, yeah. and 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 the Lakers when they're making their showtime with me in L.A. Yeah. Uh, because it, it, I, you know, being in the front office or being on the scouting teams, you 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 okay, you start picking things out, and you don't get to yell and scream. But I'm like, I'm I'm cheating my kids. For that's when I realized that I was cheating my kids on how great sports is yeah. and how exciting it can be and how uh, th- there's no boundaries, there's no limits. It doesn't matter financially if I'm sitting next to a billionaire or I spent my last dime on this seat, we're going to cheer for whoever we're cheering for. Right. It doesn't matter if I'm sitting next to a racist person or a person who's a church-going person. We're going to cheer for our team just for yeah. three or four hours. And um, So I started screaming back. I started with football. That's how I got back. I started screaming at the TV like yeah, a fan. Yeah. And then my kids started, you know, oh, this is what this is. This is why Dad did what he did and yeah. this, that, and other. Uh, so it took me a while, but I, I love uh, the, 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 the charismatic – of after they make a play, we I didn't grow up in that era, yeah, you know. But yeah. uh, the fact that Adam employs that and wants that to go, and and the league is really uh, into that, yeah. I, I take it as a, you know, in my era they would have been well. 
before my era, they've been punching each other right, out. Right, 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 right. I mean, it was sometimes if you dunked the basketball by yourself, that that was a form of disrespect, and yep. everybody yep. was like, "Okay, we gonna yep. take his oh, legs yeah, out next time. Let him come down the lane again." Yes. Uh, so it is. It, it took him a while. It's taken a while to get there, but I'm glad I'm there. It's so much fun. Yeah. Uh, watching Ja I was a big fan of LeBron. Soon, as, you know, it's crazy. He he just uh, took Kareem over. Yeah. And day one, after his first game, I said, he's going to be the leading scorer. And everybody's like, nah, nah, he's just a young guy. I said, okay. And I said, and Durant is going to take him over. But health-wise, Durant hasn't right. done with but he Because Durant is Kareem with a crossover and a jump shot. And let's go back to Kareem. The the amazement of Kareem. What did he make? One three-pointer? One. He made one three-pointer. And he had one shot. 38. <laughs> And he had to wait. How many shot? If you take, if you, how many shots did Kareem take with ten seconds gone off the shot clock? He had to wait for Oscar. Hey, well, come on, come on, big fella. Right, right, right. He had to wait right. for Magic. Come on, big fella. He had to wait for Nixon. Nixon. Come on, big fella. You know what I'm saying? LeBron, Mike, they take it off the board, and they don't need no Kobe. They don't need no pick. They don't need no screen. Right. And that's what's amazing about Kareem. And I just. I always said that Durant is a seven-foot Kareem with a crossover and a jump shot, and then he would take over LeBron once LeBron took over Kareem. Yeah, yeah. But health-wise, you know, man. that luck we talked about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sad, man. Appreciate it. We you. can keep going. Yeah, we can yeah, keep yeah. going. No, Thank you, sir. You, I appreciate you having me. I'm just glad, glad you're here. Glad to see you. Glad that everything's going well with yeah, you, man. Yeah. One of my favorites, man. Yeah, this yeah. dude was yeah. – I like dudes that just go get it on their own, man. Yeah, yeah. You don't, no plays for me. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. So I wanted to talk, I wanted to ask you, as somebody who knows the game better as well as anybody, just your thoughts about LeBron coming in and breaking Kareem's record, because you have a perspective on that that I think few people do, having played against both of them and having an understanding and a respect for the history of the game. Well, <clears throat> when, first of all, you know, with Kareem and what he did yeah. and the way he did it, and LeBron come through 6'9", 270. I think people should realize that that will never happen again. I always say that. People say don't, never say never, but I would say John Stock a six assist record and what 
what LeBron is doing now is just amazing. Yeah. For the years he's played and and how he prepared himself and kept his body in shape. Yeah. That's what people don't realize. It's like to work. That is not that you know. Everybody can talk about oh you know he was God gifted, but you got to work and you can see the reason he able to do the things he do. Yeah. It's amazing. Are you kidding me? Uh, they talking about all time, but then you you talk about the assists. Yeah. And what people don't give LeBron enough credit for, in my opinion, is his defense. And, you know, to me, okay. it's just not a score. You yeah. know, it's like that's the game. But you know, the game has evolved, and you got to respect that. Yeah. But you got to respect the gains and the people before all of that. But to me, it never happened again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you mentioned how he takes care of himself and that is it is remarkable how he does that and you obviously were one of the pioneers of that and i've never i think we always fail at this in the media explaining how hard it is to be great <laughs> like it's really hard and i just wonder like your your mentality about that as you, when you came into the league well how did you know that was important early on well i have to talk about who taught me yeah how to be, be a professional. Whether I ever come to another All-Star game, I love my Bill Walton. And I got to go on a tangent here okay. about and homage to him. Yeah. The moon, stars, rivers, and everything align. <laughs> 30 years later, when an MVP was stopped. And being here, whether I come to another one, and understanding and telling the young people, taking care of your body. Yeah. Being able to absorb the things and the grind, but realizing we're still human. People think we're not. We hurt. You know, we cry. We have feeling. Yeah. But when we go out there and play, it's just kind of a escape from all of it. Yeah. And uh, so I'm here this week to just tell the guys I missed them. My, my pride with things during the lockout year that happened, yeah. it kept me away. Yeah. And I just want to enjoy the moment. I don't live for the week or months. Any, I just live for the moment. And to be able to be back here and home, you know, we sold our home here. And it was a void. Yeah. Because this this time, at the time that I guess they were looking for somebody, I needed somebody. Yeah. And we just met. And then I met the greatest point guard ever played the game. But David, the work. People just see LeBron now and they see him out there, the behind the scenes yeah. work to go into it. Yeah. The days that you don't want to get up to do it, but just realizing what's riding on it. There's a lot riding on it for you and and family and teammates and the yeah. trust you have for yeah. them. Answering the bell every night, that means so much because they're counting on you. Yeah. And the Millers saw something in this kid and drafted me when yeah. – when 12 other teams pass me up. It's interesting. You know them all, don't you? You know uh -huh. every team that passed up on you, don't you? Yeah, I pretty much do. Don't, don't hold me to put them in the order, but I can, I can tell you some player. But right. a while ago, I just I just met Detlef Shrimp. Yeah. yeah. And the reflection <clears throat> that I thought I was going to Dallas, right. and they drafted Detlef. But it's no, it's, it's no ax to grind that yeah. I have. Yeah. It's reflecting and... Being able to swallow a lot of my pride. Yeah. And uh, 
I don't know, I'll be 60 in July, and they say when you get older, you know, you reflect. Yeah. And just reflecting back on and being away from my brothers. Yeah. Like, yes, I love the younger guys. But yeah. These are my brothers, and people want to put the label black and white. No, when you, this is a fraternity that is so strong to me. Yeah. And a kid from Louisiana, and, and I stayed away for a while. Uh, and I, I just, this is where it all started. Yeah. So... This is the last one. I'm, I'm going to enjoy the moment. I was just talking with somebody this morning about learning so much about the game, sitting at a bar with Jerry Sloan and Phil oh. Johnson. Oh, yeah. And the fact that they would be willing to, like, I, I was a kid back then. And they would just come here. Let's talk. Let's talk yeah. about basketball. Yeah. And they taught me so much. And I just, and I said, that's why I love the jazz teams in that era because I thought you guys absolutely maxed out everything in terms of your ability and your your ability to compete at the highest level yeah. and you could live with the results because you did everything you could to try to win games yes. so the older i get that's amazing when, when you grow up in your my mom and my grandfather they back then it's a word called respect yeah and when you try to live your life and respect the other man or the other entity, yeah, you know when you disrespect it. People want to call it being a prima donna, cry baby. I have feeling. Yeah. And to understand me is to understand my roots and my ancestry is to the death. So when I'm loyal, I'm loyal to the death. Yeah. I don't play both sides. I'm not kissing your ass. I yeah. don't want you to kiss my, I don't want anything from you, but respect. So respecting Respecting Coach Sloan, Coach Frank Layton, Coach Phil Johnson, Scott Layton, mm -hmm. Gordon Chiesa. They saw something in me when they traded Adrian Dantley, who was my hero. Right. Well, I had a moment that I was going to either what they call shit or get off the pot. And I had to make a commitment. But it all goes back to hard work. But that first thing is respect. So I stayed away because you feel that. Yeah. Instead of come here, come to the All-Star game and make it about you, you know, you just I just stayed away. But that void of me missing my legends, you know, it's, it's amazing to me. And the older I get, I just, I'm here. I don't, I'm not looking for anything, but I'm looking to tell the brothers that, like I saw AC Green. Yeah, yeah. I said, you didn't know, yeah, I was mad at you that, that uh, you with the Lakers and all that, I said, <laughs> but you, but you, made me get ready to compete. Buck Williams, Maurice Lucas, right? Those guys there, uh, Charles Oakley, yeah, Mason. But it all started with respect I have for this organization, yeah, this town. And when you live with results, it's when you know you gave it everything you had. The game. Never failed me. My body never failed me. Yeah. But the respect, but it started with Larry Miller and them dropping it, Frank Layton. Yeah. Just as stocked. I remember when they drafted stock and the people and the, some, some of the fans in the, in, the, in the Salt Palace booted. And we remember that. Yeah. So it's reflecting, but I've seen some guys here that's just been amazing. And I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to share it with my family and friends. I see the emotion in your face, man, and I and I and I know where I think I know where that comes from because this is a brotherhood. Yeah, you know. But David, to be honest with you, and I'm not going in depth. Uh, 
I remember when I was on a, I was hunting during a lockout year. Yeah. And I flew from a ranch in Texas, and I flew to the meeting. I've never been a big union guy. Words do two things, and there's no middle ground. Yeah. Words do two things. They either uplift or tear down. That's true. And during that meeting, the first meeting we had, they cut me. Some things that were said reminded me of the South. I had to swallow that. Yeah. I had to put that point because I do. I miss my brothers. So I'm able to start healing now and with trials and tribulations, but I'm happy. Yeah. And when it's my time at the end, whatever I got to account for, I'm going to take it like a man and mm-hmm. get on with it. So, yeah. And I want to say this. Yeah. We as athletes, we're human. Words uplift or turn down. Yeah. We read. Everything. We hear. <laughs> we see, but we have to compartmentalize. Yeah. I know the people who talk negative about me. I know who wrote negative about me. And I respect them. But. They didn't respect me. And I will respect any man that walked this earth. That's how I was taught. But when a man re- disrespect me and my family, I don't respect them anymore and you never get it back. Yeah. And I'm doing this interview with you. I appreciate because that. Because of utmost respect, my brother. Respect. And I'm at a point in my life where yeah. I'm not doing a damn thing I don't want to do. <laughs> yeah. NBA don't owe me nothing. I don't owe them anything. Right. But I've swallowed real hard. It's about my legends. It's about these brothers here. Yeah. And I must say to you, I've had people ask me over years, why did I pick the number 32? Every time when I'm in the room with him, I get a little nervous. But that little kid in North Louisiana, that I'm bald now, but I grew a fro. <laughs> I picked the number 32 for one man. And I'm going to tell him that. How about that? And that's Julius, Dr. J. Irving. Yeah. Everybody want to throw the name goat around through my eyes, Carl Malone's eyes. Mm -hmm. He was my goat. And I just want to say that. So that's that's real. 